We are back on the big wake-up call, AM 1280, WBIG. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and uh, very excited to be talking to our next guest. He's a World Series champion, a three-time All-Star, and his uh, fantastic new memoir, House of Nails, is out now. And we are going to visit with Lenny Dykstra. Welcome to the show. Awesome, man. Chicago, I mean, uh, you look like you guys are going to make it to the big dance this year, it looks like, you know? Yeah, everybody's trying not to uh, climb uh, climb on the ledge because, uh, you know, they've lost six of seven, but uh, I'm, I'm keeping the faith. Yeah, no, you, you'll win. I mean, like, Chicago's a great sports town, by the way. I mean, you know, I, I remember the, the night, of course, you remember the night games was a big controversy there. So, uh, you know, so I hit the first night home run there off Rick Sutcliffe, and the third inning starts pouring. And so they call the game, so it didn't count. We happened to come in again, and Mike Bilecki's pitch, and no one has hit one. I hit it again. So, like, somebody wanted me to have the first night home run in Wrigley Field, you know? I remember that so much, and my other Cubs-Mets uh, memory I have, and, and watching, and uh, and Greg Maddox, who normally had pinpoint control, he just, uh, somehow he wound up nailing you and, like, knocked you out for, uh, for, for a huge part of that 92 season. Mm, Maddox was a nightmare, nightmare. That guy, I used to take the most comfortable over fours off that guy, but he pitched right. See, like, why is Tom Glavin in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I wanted to catch the ball and throw it back to him. Yeah. But see, he played right though. Meaning, like, as long as you play the percentages, like, if you're a pitcher, you're you're a seventy percent favorite. As long as you don't walk people, and and because when you do that, all the percentages change and problems come. So. um you know, that's the thing with the game today. People don't play right, and that's that's the problem. And you, you talk about that uh, in your book that uh, you know. And, and if a player like you came into the league today, I mean, GMs all over the league, I think now they'd realize, oh my gosh, here's a guy that uh, you know uh, excels at defense. He, he places importance on uh, getting on base. I'm like, did did you know when you were playing that uh, you know a, a a player like yourself was uh, kind of pointing the way where the future of the game was going? I mean, I was. I mean, that's because I played the game right. There's only one way to play. You play right or you play wrong. The game's played off the scoreboard. And it's been like that 100 years ago, and it'll be like that 100 more years. But, but see, guys, when you're swinging at the first pitch leading off the ninth inning down two runs, that's, you're just selfish. I mean, because even if you hit it, you're a 70% underdog. So, I mean, you know, and I see that kind of stuff in a tough setting, but the players are making so much money. You notice the managers are now all kind of push-button managers. They don't like controversial managers anymore because the players make too much money. Well, and you mentioned swinging at the first pitch, and that's what people are saying, why, why the Cubs have gone into, uh, into a slide because early in the season they were patient in taking pitches, and now everyone's trying to, to hit a home run. How do you get through? To, and it's a team of young players. How do you get through and, and, and stress that that uh, patience is the right way to play? It is, it's, it's all about confidence. I mean, you have to know... I mean, and it took me six years in the big leagues to figure out how to hit right, and, and what that led to is I led the, the National League in hits two separate years, which only one guy can do that. And I'm not bragging, but I'm saying that because I wasn't near close to being the best hitter. I finally figured out the right way to hit, and, and that way is real simple. You get three strikes for a reason. The game's hard. That means the first two. You have to be guessing on one pitch in one area. And and because you don't get penalized if you're if you guess wrong, but but see, guys aren't doing that, 
when guys are hacking and and then they, 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 see, it's about limiting damage, you know, because you're you're a seventy percent underdog as a hitter, as if you're the best hitter. So it's about damage control, and the only way you can have damage control is you have to know each and every bat that you're going up there, putting yourself in the best position to succeed. Okay, I don't see it. I see guys hacking and and you know no plan and and again, I mean they still get away with it because they have enough talent, you know. Now, we talked about uh, the, that 92 season. You come back in 93, you just excel in, in every category, and, and people are going to say, well, he was, he was using PEDs. But the PEDs don't steal bases. They don't hit home runs. They don't get on base by themselves. So w- did you have a, a particular motivation going into that season? That uh, I mean, you guys go to the World Series. You have a career year in 93? Money, man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. On, I was on a mission of mercy, and, and so, I mean, Look, I, I mean, look, I took um, steroids because, and, and I'm going to be honest, I had to. I physically could not withstand or withhold up over six months of a grueling schedule. I mean, that's a lot of baseball games on a little guy, 5'9", 160. So I didn't forget how to hit. I mean, I could hit. I just needed something to keep me strong for the six months. And and so um, a doctor in Mississippi, um, uh, I didn't even know what he was going to give me. He, he's the one he gave me this drug called Decadurabolin. And, like, he said, come back if you get the script filled. I went and got the script filled, man, right in. And he said, I'll show you, you know, how to do it. And I see, like, the next thing I know, there's a harpoon waiting for me. Like, oh, no. And um, we'll see what happened after that. Um, I was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, uh, the league, and, Hits, all-star team, but but see what it also does. It gives you the eye of the tiger. You know, I mean, it works. I mean, and, and that's why so many players did it because when there's millions and millions of dollars online, it makes people do things that they wouldn't normally do. Well, and you know, I just uh, always related to you uh, as a player, not from that, but uh, but again, just uh, you know, as a kid growing up. Wow, here is a guy my size, and he's going out there and uh, and making all star teams. And I think that that was, that was still a, a huge part of uh, why people followed you. Yeah, well, thank you. You know why? Because see, I knew that I was in the business to entertain. I mean, so when I went on that field, I left it all out there because. You know, I, I used to have a little ritual where, where the game would end. I'd, I'd go in my little locker and spend a minute of quiet time, and I'd say to myself, if I were a fan, would I have paid money to watch me play tonight? And see, and, and that answer uh, um, had, had to be yes, and it could still be yes if we took it over for. The problem now is there's too many no's from other these players I'm watching, you know. And uh, fantastic stories in the book, Lenny. I know it's a cliche, but I could not put it down. It's uh, House of Nails. It is the fantastic new memoir by our guest, uh, Lenny Dykstra. Lenny, it's been a pleasure. I grew up a Cubs fan, but uh, inexplicably loved the 86 Mets. So thank you so much for being on our show. Yeah, man. I love the bleacher bums out there, man. We used to go at it all the time. It's so awesome. But I think the Cubs, you're going to go to the big dance. Watch. I called it right here. Thank you so much, Lenny. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Bye-bye.